Coming up on this week's episode of Themology, we are going to take a look at the Trolls universe, taking a look at the 1980s cult classic, and we're going to take a look at a 1950s classic. All that and more coming up this week on Filmology. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. I am John, uh, John Jonathan Golarowitz. Also known as Johnny G over at PhilologyShow.com, and I am joined again by the Jack Lemon to my t- Tony Curtis, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I mean, personally, I, I think I should be Jack Lemon. You could be t- Tony Curtis if you want. If you want to switch roles here. No, no, I'm fine. I'm like Jack Lemon. He's cool. I'm down with that. He's the guy from Grumpy Old Men, right? Yeah, he is. He's from Grumpy Old Men, uh, The Apartment, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn. I can't say the word. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Wow, I don't know how that was so difficult to say. Anyway, uh, welcome, welcome back, Mike, and everybody. It's great to be uh, back in your earbuds or your car, wherever you're listening to us. It's great to be back. And yeah, uh, if you guys go over to filmologyshow.com. You guys will see reviews for Trolls World Tour, the platform, which is on Netflix, Lost Girls. I still haven't seen the uh, the film that I was possibly going to see. That I once again still can't remember the name of. I think it's hard to find it if you don't know the name of it. Never real, never really. Sometimes, always. No, I. It, it, I always get those words mixed up. I always say all four of them, but I don't always get them in that order. Uh, I just, I haven't been in the mood to watch it, to be completely honest, and I'll get to it at some point. It will happen here probably within this next week, uh, especially if we're supposed to get snow like everyone's talking about. Based on where you're, we are both at, we're going to get snow, and I don't think we're excited for that, especially with how nice it's it is like, out today. It's only like 12 inches. It'll be fine. It'll yeah. melt. It's only, it's only uh, the third snowpocalypse that we're going to get, so... That's exciting. Uh, Mike, do you have any other housekeeping before we get going on the show? No, my house is clean. It's all good. Your house is clean? All right. That's good. That's good. Um, all right, we're going to start going here. Uh, we're gonna, Mike, you're going to listen here to me talk about Trolls World Tour, and you're going to be so excited. Uh, we're going to roll the trailer here for Trolls World Tour, and we'll see you on the other side. Once upon a time, there were two trolls. They saved the world. Pretty cute, right? Not to me. I'm the type of cloud that goes for this sort of thing. Anywho, what Poppy and Branch didn't know was their world was a lot bigger than they thought. A lot, lot, lot bigger. There are other kinds of trolls. Our ancestors created six strings, each for a different type of music. Rock, country, techno, classical, funk, and hip-hop. Tiny, tiny diamond is my name. Diamond straight from my daddy's name. My, my, my body's made of glitter. And I'll throw it in your face. Peace and love, tiny and daddy. Ow. There's a world full of other trolls. How different can they be? Yeah. I'm going to unite the six strings. By the end of my world tour, I'm going to turn all the trolls into rock zombies. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. We'll over 
overpower them with glitter. Poppy and Branch discover that they are but one of six different troll tribes scattered over six different lands, each devoted to a different form of music. Pop, funk, classical, techno, country, and rock. The world is about to get a lot bigger and a whole lot louder. That is the synopsis for the new film Trolls World Tour, which you can all watch now at your house. It's the first... Well, maybe not the first, but it, it, it definitely the, the biggest film that's ever had the honor, I guess, of going straight to VOD instead of going into theaters, since basically every theater across the country is closed, or across the world basically is closed. Uh, it's going straight into your homes. So you can pay $20, which, if you have a family, uh, is a great deal. If you, if you have a family of kids, it's a great deal. But if you're me, and... I have to pay $20 for it, I'm not that happy. So I, I guess that's something that I do have to state, but I wasn't thrilled about paying $20 for this film. I mean, it's like only like two movie tickets during like the prime hours, isn't it? Well, I mean, it depends. If I'm going to the Alamo Draft House, where a ticket there is $15 for a evening show, or if I go to the AMC down at the mall, which is probably going to close at this point... Ticket there is like six bucks. Yeah, but you also, it also costs you a part of your soul every time you walk into that place. It's so depressing. You go yeah, to a local I, movie theater. I, oh, I, but yeah, but I'm a member of AMC A List. I'm an A lister, and I want to get my money's worth. So I have that. Plus, I have the Animal Draft House season pass, which none, none of this matters because the theaters are closed. But. It will be kind of nice to know that I have that when theaters open back up again. And ho- hopefully there's things to see. Who knows with the way everything's going. But anyway, Trolls World Tour. This was a film that I wasn't exactly looking forward to. I thought it would be interesting to check out. I never hated the first one. Uh, I don't remember much of it. I remember that song, I uh I can't stop the feeling the Justin Timberlake song because it was on the radio constantly after the movie came out. And looking back at my review, I gave it a rent it. So I somewhat enjoyed the Trolls universe and coming into this one. Look, Trolls World Tour, I was expecting to have an acidic trip through Candy Crush. And Mike, if you've seen the trailers, I mean, that's what it looks like, doesn't it? It looks like you're just on this acid trip through... A kaleidoscope, basically. Just a cl- I didn't see the trailers. To be honest, I didn't even know it was coming out until last week when you told me about it, or the week before, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Yeah, you and Samantha, both of you, I, I, I don't know how you guys avoided trailers for this film, and maybe it's just because for the longest time I was at the theaters every week, and now I'm not. But yeah, I, I saw countless numbers of trailers for Trolls World Tour, and I thought the trailers looked terrible. I was just not looking forward to the film. And let me tell you, it's actually not that bad. It, it's, it's good. Um, well, good might be a stretch, but this is a film that, I mean, it's a jukebox musical. It had, For some odd reason, all three of our films this week are kind of musicals in a way. Really odd pairing that we have. But... You, you have great singers, you got Anna Kendrick, you got Justin Timberlake, I mean, they can 
sing anything. It, it, they're good. I mean, no, nobody's phoning it in for voice voice performances here. You even have Sam Rockwell in here. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Mike, but I'm a big Sam Rockwell fan, and was he's he's fantastic. He sings in this. I guess he sings in this. Yeah, so I mean, Sam Rockwell's great. I didn't know it was him until there's a certain part in the movie where you're like, oh, okay, your voice just kind of changed there. I think, yeah, you kind of sound like Sam Rockwell. I don't want to get too much into that because that gives away plot details. But the whole point of this movie is you have Queen Barb, who's this hard rock troll, who's going to steal the the strings of all these other trolls. So she's taking all their music. So across the entire troll land, there's only going to be hard rock music instead of all these other uh, genres, which we mentioned earlier. And in some ways... This film feels like Zootopia and Frozen 2. As in, there's this whole backstory about why these strings were separated and how imperialism in some ways just changes who the winners and losers are of the troll universe and who's actually like been wronged by all this history. And it's a really interesting thing. It really... I think that films now, animated films, are starting to take risks like that, telling stories like that. Zootopia, I mean, if you guys haven't seen that, or Mike, if you haven't seen it, it's one of the best Disney animated films to come out, I, I think, ever. And I'm not saying Trolls World Tour is one of the best animated films to come out ever, but I think it's great that films are taking risks like that. I think that more... I've been saying for years how animated films for kids don't need to speak down to them challenge them, challenge their viewpoints. I mean, yes, they're kids, but that's how they grow. If you just keep feeding them the same cotton candy crap, well, then that's all they're going to expect for the rest of their lives is they're going to expect films like Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker for everything. This film isn't The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, it's not The Last Jedi either. It's not completely changing the status quo of animated films. It's still a colorful, kaleidoscope, cotton candy-filled film. But the message is trying to be more... Progressive, and that's something I look for in my films is to have forward thinking versus just keeping it safe. So for that, I think Trolls World Tour is worth renting. I think it's on the rating scale. I'm giving it a rent it because unfortunately the songs don't. The first Trolls film had that "I Can't Stop the Feeling" song by Justin Timberlake, which I think is a phenomenal song. It's great. It's poppy. It gets in your ear. You you will never get it out. Uh, they, they did it at the Oscars that one year. That year, uh, so that would have been the 2017 Oscars to open the show. Great number, great way to start the show. Made everybody happy. Nothing in this film captures that same energy for the music. So kind of, I guess, like Frozen Two in that aspect, where yeah, it has Into the Unknown, uh, the the uh, the other song in the ice castle thing, which are great songs, but. They don't capture the same magic that Let It Go captures. So that is a downside, especially when a new movie is all about music and it doesn't capture that spark. It does bring it down a little bit, so that's why it's rented instead of a see it. I think that families should definitely rent it because it's, it's an hour and a half. It's not terrible for adults to sit through. There's definitely worse animated films for you to sit through. I'd rather watch Trolls World Tour than... This new Minions film that's coming out at some point. I I mean I, the Minions for me are just kind of done. That's they they have their little two joke premise, and that's it. And it's played out at this point. 
But yeah, a, a Trolls World Tour, once again, it's not going to be bad for adults. And kids, your kids are going to love it. I mean, your kids aren't going to notice that these songs don't have that same spark. I mean, maybe for them they have a bigger spark. But it's, it's, it's loud, it's colorful, it's a good way to spend an hour and a half. So Trolls World Tour, it surprised me a lot. Surprised me a lot. I was not expecting to like this film, and I did. So yeah, I, I go rent Trolls World Tour. You can rent it on iTunes, Amazon, Voodoo, probably a VOD. There's a lot of different ways to rent it. And once again, it's twenty dollars. But if you have a family, and if your family was like, okay, well, we were gonna have to go. We were gonna have to go to the theater. We we're gonna have to pay for parking at some places. You were gonna have to pay for popcorn, soda, all that. It would be a lot more expensive to go to the theater than to go watch Trolls World Tour at the comfort of your own home. And you have it for 48 hours. So your kids are probably going to want to watch it more than once. So you can just put it on repeat for 48 hours. And at that point, you might not like it. But just a little thing for the kids, I guess. Mike, uh, do you want to go see Trolls World Tour now? Eh, not for $20. No, I don't have any kids. It's just me. Maybe no. maybe if it's like, maybe it hits Amazon Prime. It's DreamWorks, right? Something like that? It's, it's DreamWorks. Yeah, and uh, something I didn't know about before uh, the film started, well, I guess since the film started, they have this fun little 25 years of DreamWorks. And I'm like, wow, it's been 25 years of DreamWorks films. And, I mean, there's been some bad DreamWorks films. Uh, Over the Hedge comes to mind. It's been just a terrible one. Even Shrek the Third. But, I mean, you have those first two Shrek films, which are great, and then you have How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda. I mean, you have some great films from DreamWorks. A Bug's Life or Ants? One of the two. Ants is the DreamWorks. A Bug's Life is the Pixar film. Okay. Well, those were good. I enjoyed those. I don't think I like Ants. I can't remember it. I know Woody, um, yeah, Woody Allen's in it. Maybe. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. I think Woody Allen plays the main character, the main ant. I, I have no clue. Like I said, it's been, it's been a while. Uh, but if you guys uh, out there listening, if you guys see Trolls World Tour and you think it's a great film, or if you think I've just wronged you all and you want me to pay you $20 back, I'm not going to pay you $20 back. But you can email us at filmologyshow at gmail.com. You can tell us how uh, right or wrong I am with that view. And if you want to go into more detail on my viewpoint of the film, I do have a written review up over at the site. So, uh, once again, filmologyshow at gmail.com. You can email us with your, your uh, thoughts there. Mike, it's time to get to the streaming picks. We are going to roll the trailer here for Earth Girls Are Easy, and we'll see you on the other side of the trailer. I'm going to show you something that's going to totally change your life completely forever. She's a brunette from Southern California. And he's not. I need romance. I need surprises. A UFO landed in my pool. They captured me. I fed them Pop-Tarts, but you've got to cut their hair. What did you say? They may be from outer space. So, they can still be dates. I think we could just make them look more sort of human. Hey, come on, everybody. We're doing a makeover. But underneath, they're more than human. Wow. They're incredible. I could fix you up with some birdacious chips, just like that. I can't believe you're printing an alien in front of all these people. I'm going home with him. Are we to 
limp and hard to manage. Wait a minute, are you, like, coming on to me? Her boyfriend's a doctor. I've never, ever been unfaithful to you. Whose treatment is totally alienating. Here comes Dr. Love. And her new love's an alien who's more than accommodating. Do you own your own home or do you rent? Gina Davis, Julie Brown, and Jeff Goldblum in a film directed by Julian Temple and produced by Tony Garnett. I just don't want you to think Earth Girls are easy. Earth Girls are easy. A Southern California girl befriends three furry aliens after their spaceship lands in her swimming pool. That is the plot synopsis for the 1988 film Earth Girls Are Easy. Now, Mike, for, for, for all of our. Well, for everyone who we have listened to our show, they'll know that I was not a huge fan of your last two picks. That you've that you've made that we've had to watch since things have gone crazy in the world, basically just unhinged in some ways. But your first two picks are were Hitched, and no, sorry, not Hitched, Hitch, no E D Hitch, and almost an angel. That, that last one was really bad. That sorry. last one, that yeah. last one was very bad. And Earth Girls are easy. It's not as bad as Almost an Angel, but it's to Nowhere me near I, as bad. I, look, I don't, I don't like this film, and I, I kept trying to go, like, trying to figure out why I did because the other film that this kind of reminded me of, and I'm not, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Uh, have you seen a Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No. No. Okay. No, I haven't. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a really over the top. B movie that's with with everything with the effects with the acting with just everything and I love that film because I mean it knows that's what it's trying to be I have no clue what this film thought it was trying to be if it was trying to be a B level movie if it was just trying to be as zany and over the top and just weird as possible I I just never got on the same wavelength as this film I mean, I could say I enjoyed like Jeff Goldblum because he's being Jeff Goldblum in the film. I think this is probably where he probably started being that Jeff Goldblum that we all know and love. But I never really got on the same wavelength as the film. It's just a the musical. <laughs> I, I were you expecting a musical when this film started? No, and I enjoyed every bit of it though. You it you enjoyed it? Oh, I. I I did not enjoy this. I uh, it's like the, if you took fifties pulp sci-fi, smashed it together with a musical, and then just drenched it in eighties, and that that it was fantastic. It, it was awesome. That's exactly what it is, and I yeah I don't like that. I guess nineteen fifty nineteen fifties sci-fi isn't really my thing. I mean, what you have uh, the two that I always think of uh, the Blob and the Thing from Another World. Uh, they're fine. They're not, they're not great. I mean, that's the thing. Sci-fi got so much better. I mean, you, with Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, I mean, that the great science fiction films versus the Creature of the Week movies that I just didn't care for. And I never cared for the Creatures creatures of the Week here with uh, these... these I, I, I don't remember if they're ever given a name, actually. But these aliens here... 
Yeah, I think they named the planet at one point, but I don't remember it. It was um, it was gibberish, like everything else <laughs> about the aliens, like their language yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and uh, Damon Wayans. Jean yeah. Davis was fantastic I, in it. It's great. She looked great in the bikini. <laughs> wow. Uh, she, did, she did a great job. It's like making fun of like the fifties sci-fi too, so it's it's good. I think it's supposed I, to be a little more satire. I think that you're giving this movie way too much credit. I don't think this movie's smart enough to realize that's being a satire. I think it is. I think that's what I was going for, and that's what I got. It was great. It wasn't. It's not like it's not. Um, it's not like an award-winning movie by any means, but it's great fun. If you need to kill an hour and a half, it's a great way to do it. <sighs> And, and, and this, the, the Earth Girls are easy. I, 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 I heard of the film. I'd never seen it, and I, I just, it should have been up my alley, because I, I do enjoy satire. I, uh, obviously, I like musicals, but I never got on board with the film, and I just, it, it was I, from the start with the bad CGI of the, the I, I called it the hot dog ship in my notes because it looked like a hot dog. Well, it was a combination of being 31 years old and trying to go for that older, even older look, too, I think, that made it so bad. I just, I mean, I I, I kind of enjoyed the, the, the one number with uh, the, the, the being a blonde number. I thought that was kind of funny. Or, the one at the beach. The one at the beach, yeah, the beach number. Because that one is all over the top because that's in his head. So I mean that was that was. I think a lot of it's over the top. It was good though. Yeah, it but was good over the top. I no, I, I can't agree with that. I'm sorry. I just I don't. I, I. Did you watch the, Did you watch it before or after you watched Trolls? I, I watched it before I watched Trolls. Okay, I can't blame Trolls then. Never mind. No, you, you can't blame Trolls. Yeah, I I watched it first thing in the morning. Like we had a cup of coffee, was watching it. I'm like, man, this is. This isn't good. It was a. No, I no. Fantastic. I, I, Jim Carrey, like I, the thing with Jim Carrey, I, is he's good in moderation, or he's good during like the, the five years in the '90s when he had relevance. And this is over, way over the top, Jim Carrey. I'm like, man, you gotta. He's pretty moderated. He was a supporting character. He wasn't. But, but if you look, but if you're looking at his expressions, he hasn't figured out a way to like control that. He's just over the top with every little action he does. And I. That's- all of Jim Carrey, no, all the way through like Ace Ventura. See, I and I, I really liked Jim Carrey and even Sonic the Hedgehog this year. I liked him in that, but I, I mean, he doesn't derail this movie by any stretch. I couldn't get over how bad the the outfits, their their furry outfits looked. Or I just this movie's not for me. back to like like the old Star Trek, their the original Star Trek. They had. Terrible see, costumes too. Now that we're talking about this, the, the film that this obviously should be compared to is Galaxy Quest, and Galaxy Quest I think is a phenomenal film. Have you have you, have you seen Galaxy Quest, Mike? I have. I don't know if they're exactly the same though. But if you, if you talk think, about like lambasting like these nineteen fifties, I guess Star Trek's nineteen sixties uh, sci-fi stick. I mean, that's what that that's what that whole film is. Suppose, suppose I don't know. I I like Galaxy Quest too. It's good. It's just not. I don't know if it's exactly the same. I like I don't know. I can see it though. It's been a while since I saw Galaxy Quest too. Maybe I'm just not thinking about it right. 
No, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a parody of a Star Trek episode, and I just... I mean, I, Star Trek episodes I like. I, I don't... I, it, it just must be this 1950s style of sci-fi movies, the Monster of the Week. If I went to a drive-in theater and this was, like, third in a double feature, maybe I'd like it. But, once again, starting my day off with this film and just... Not, I was never on the same wavelength. It, this is a problem where I think it's completely I'm having the problem, not the movie's having the problem. So for, for that reason, though, I, I have to give this movie a skip it. I just wasn't on the same wavelength. Maybe at some point I'll go and watch this again. I think that if you had a crowd like you were, like you do at um, some Rocky Horror Picture shows, like for their midnight showings, if you have a crowd that's enthusiastic and just loving this film that's going to rub off on you and it's going to make you feel like you're having a great time. But for, for me, I just skip it. I just, there's not, there's no reason to rush out to watch this film on Amazon. I'm going to say, see it. If you had to choose between this and Sweeney Todd and you had like an hour and a half to kill, I would choose Earth Girls easy. It's a lot more fun. I enjoy the songs more. I don't, maybe oh, I there's no, there's no, you, you did not just say you enjoy the, these songs more than Sweeney Todd. I did, I did say that, oh. and I do. It's just more. It's more entertaining. If you're looking for an hour and a half of entertainment, I would choose Earth Girls is easy. And I love Sweeney Todd. I I think that's a great way to spend two hours. I I, I disagree with you, but that that's fine. That, that, that's what that's why we're doing this. That's why we're talking about these films. And uh, once again, maybe people are gonna rush out to see Earth Girls are easy now. I I don't know. They should. There's nothing else to do, really. They're stuck inside anyway. Yeah. Once again, filmologyshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys think of Earth Girls Are Easy. If you guys like it, think it's a great cult classic. I mean, can we, can we at least agree that this would be a cult film? It's not like uh, everybody from the 80s loves this film. No, it bombed hard at the box office. It only made like $3 million or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if you guys see it in your... In your you like it, you dislike it, you, you agree or disagree with our thoughts, let us know and we will uh, talk about that on the air. Mike, something I forgot to mention at the start of the show, but we are going to jump into it now. Phimology Film Madness. We have the results from round three. We're going to talk about those and we're going to move into round four. So we're going to play a clip here from Earth Girls Are Easy, probably a musical number. And we'll meet you guys on the other side to talk about Filmology Film Madness. So we are back now with the uh, th well the, the third round has ended for Filmology Film Madness and we're into round four. And if you guys haven't voted or if you want to see the voting matchups, filmologyshow.com. Uh, you can go to features and click Filmology Film Madness or it's even on the homepage. 
Uh, you can go to a vote here that will take you to the page where our matchups are. We're going to go over really quick the matchups for round three and who those winners were, and then we'll talk about the round four matchups. So, Mike, there was only one matchup this round that had one film that got the 100% vote margin. Would you like to guess which film that was? I'm looking them over. I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Guardians of the Galaxy did not get 100% of the vote. Uh, the film that got 100% of the vote was the same film that got 100% of the vote last week. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse just killed Inception. Nice. So, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse beat Inception. That's moving on to the next round. Uh, after that, we have A Star is Born versus Inside Out. Mike, what do you think won? What do you think we're going? Inside Out. Yep, Inside Out. Inside Out did beat A Star is Born. The next matchup, Social Network versus Avengers Infinity War. Better be Infinity War. Sadly, it is the Social Network. It was a very close race. That was the closest out of all of the races that we had, but the Social Network is moving on. It's my fault. I forgot to vote this time. You forgot to. Sure, my sure it would have won if I voted yep, your, your, your one vote would have carried it over indeed <laughs> but yeah. next matchup in, uh, Knives Out versus La La Land Knives Out La La Land is moving on son of a yeah, you, you really okay. needed to vote Mike you didn't campaign you didn't get out there and tell people to vote I got out there and told people to vote so I mean La La Land uh, Inside Out, Social Network, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So far, all the films that I was campaigning for last week are moving on. I'm sorry I let you down at Avengers Infinity War and Knives Out. I'm sure the billions of dollars they made will help them feel better, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that they will. Uh, next matchup, Django Unchained versus Get Out. Get out of here, Django Unchained. You're booted. Yep, Django Unchained is booted out of the tournament, and Get Out is moving on. Oh, yeah. Next matchup, Zero Dark Thirty versus Arrival. Arrival, obviously. Arrival is moving on. That's, that's the, the first one that I've lost, I guess, in the, the tournament. Uh, Avengers Endgame versus Deadpool. The whole tournament? What? No, I didn't pick Avengers. No, I didn't pick Zero Dark Thirty winning the whole tournament. I picked uh, Social Network winning the whole tournament. That's the first one you got wrong. Oh no, I've, I, no, 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 no! I've gotten a lot wrong. This round, I, that's the first one I've gotten wrong. Okay, I was like, you have not been guessing all of them, or someone's cheating. <laughs> anyway, Endgame for this, I think, run that yeah. one right. Yep, Avengers Endgame is moving on. It just, it, it, it didn't get one hundred percent of the vote, but once again, it got eighty percent of the the. Just below eighty percent of the vote, so I think I think that's a pretty good win for Avengers Endgame. Next up, Baby Driver versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. Yep, Guardians is going on. Uh, there was a small minority that voted for Baby Driver. I was a part of that small minority that voted for Baby Driver. It wasn't enough to do anything to stop the momentum of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, round four. With our four matchups here. The final eight. The Elite Eight. That might be trademarked. Probably shouldn't say that. Never mind. 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus Inside Out. Spider-Man, obviously. It's going to get a hundred and nothing again. Boom. Well, I can tell you right now, it's not going to get a hundred percent because I'm voting for Inside Out. Well, you'll just have to forget to vote this week as well, then. I, I will not forget to vote. But, um... Yeah, I, re- I love Inside Out. It's, I think, one of my favorite Pixar films. I think actually is my favorite Pixar film. So I, I, I'd have to vote for that. I do love Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, but I just I love Inside Out just a tiny bit more. The Social Network versus La La Land. La La Land, even though it's Social Network, will probably move on. Doesn't matter, though. If Social Network moves on, it's getting knocked off by Spider-Man. Not worried about it. Well, <laughs> I am voting for the social network here. It does pay me to vote against La La Land, especially since last uh, round I did vote for La La Land over Knives Out. I believe I voted for La Yeah, I've voted for La La Land this entire tournament so far, but I've also voted for the social network in every round so far. So, I mean, one of them we had to lose at some point. Uh, for me, I like the social network more than La La Land, so I'm hoping that goes on. But you were, I mean, it's that, that would be a toss-up. This next matchup, Get Out versus Arrival. Arrival. I'm just really happy it made it this far. It's like the, this and Spider-Man, I think, are the only, and Endgame, are the only movies from my list that are left. I did not expect Arrival to make this far, and it's going to go all the way. It's, it's, Arrival's not going to go all the way, but I am voting for Arrival here. I, don't get me wrong. Once again, I love Get Out, but Arrival it, it just it hits more of my sweet spots. And Get Out just I, the whole thing with his friend, the TSA agent. The, it kind of just takes a weird plot into his life. It, it during the third act of that film, when all the tension's building up, it just cuts away, and I just I, I don't like that cut. And it makes it from being a perfect film for to being an okay film. This last matchup, Avengers Endgame versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Endgame. Yeah, I'm voting for Endgame as well. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it took out Captain America, the first Avenger, but that's that's first not Avenger was. Yeah, that, that's, that's not Endgame. Uh, it, it did. Guardians did beat Toy Story three in its first matchup, so that's. Something, because looking at it, I mean, Guardians has had more challenging matchups than Avengers Endgame. I mean, Avengers Endgame went up against Gravity. I think Gravity is great, but I mean, Avengers Endgame is just this ginormous film. Uh, it beat the artist. I, that was the artist never stood a chance. And then Deadpool, which I, once again, we all know my feelings at Deadpool, but I don't know. I think Endgame is going to be in the finals. I mean, no, Arrival is going to be. Sorry. Arrival versus Endgame next. It's going to be close. Avengers, though, I think is like the... If they were seeded, I think Endgame would be number one. I think it's the favorite to win this all. All of this. I mean, if I'm going to pick right now, I'd pick it... I would pick it coming down between... I mean, I think I think you're right. I think it's going to be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse versus Endgame, and I think that's going to be a, a toss-up. I think those are both phenomenal films. So, but they they both changed the comic book genre for for the better. 
So it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to see uh, which one of those films goes on if we get to that point. There could be a giant swing that we don't see coming, but who knows? Once again, guys, filmologyshow.com to vote for Filmology Film Madness. We are trying to determine which film is the best of the 2010s. So many films have been knocked off, and one of these films is going to be crowned the best of the 2010s, and it's going to live on that way forever on the website. It's it's just going to sit there. So whenever you guys go and see it, you're like, man, why did we vote for this film winning best of the 2010s? Well, you should have voted. should have let your voices been heard. So... Once again, polls are all up there. The brackets are all up there. You can see what's won, what's lost, and which films were sadly not included, which there's a lot of films that we did not include that probably should have been. But Oh, well. Oh maybe well. next decade. <laughs> maybe. All right. We are going to play here the trailer for the Billy Wilder film, Some Like It Hot, and we'll meet you on the other side of that trailer to talk about the film. since Scarface, so much action. Not since the Marx Brothers, so much comedy. Not since the seven-year itch, so much Marilyn. The best picture this year will also be the funniest. Good night, sugar. Good night, honey. There's one thing sure, boy never met girl like this before. You've never laughed more at sex, or a picture about it. You stay here as long as you like. Jack may have beaten Tony to the sugar, but not for long. You're not giving yourself a chance. Don't fight it. Marilyn sing the fabulous songs of the Roaring Twenties on the United Artists soundtrack album. Running wild, lost control, running wild, mighty bold, feeling gay, reckless too, carefree mind all the time, never blue, always going, don't know where, always showing, I don't care, don't love nobody. It's not worthwhile All alone Running wild After two male musicians witness a mob hit, they flee the state in an all-female band disguised as women, but further complications set in. That is the plot synopsis for the 1959 Billy Wilder classic, Some Like It Hot. Oh, I thought we were going to watch White Girls. My apologies. I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> I mean, yes, as you, as you just mentioned, I mean, Some Like It Hot has definitely inspired a lot of other films. 
uh, that have come out. But like, this was your first time seeing this. Uh, to, to me, this classic film. Uh, what did you think of the film, Mike? It was okay. I don't know. It was. It wasn't great. I didn't hate it. It was like middle of the road for me. I think. Um, I think it's actually the first movie I watched with Marilyn Monroe in it. I don't remember any watching any other of her movies offhand. I don't really get a lot of the hype about her. She was okay. Oh, um, no, no, no. I think the movie was a little too long, too. Probably could have cut it down a little bit. I'm not sure where exactly offhand, but just felt a little long. I mean, I if it, you disagree, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I do disagree. I mean, I, I, I love this film. In Marilyn Monroe, I mean, talk about a bombshell. I mean, she is just capturing the screen every moment she's on. Uh, she captures your attention. I mean, her acting's actually really good. I mean, she, I mean, she definitely has the looks. And she's just this screen presence that we really don't have anymore in, I mean, big budget films. I mean, yes, we have people who are like Scarlett Johansson, or, I mean, I guess, who would, who would you compare Marilyn Monroe to now? Um, I don't know. I, I think I would prefer Scarlett Johansson myself, her on-screen presence and her acting ability. I don't know. Of course, if my first movie, maybe it was just this one movie um, that I didn't like her in, I'll take a look and maybe I'll watch a different movie of hers and maybe my opinion will change. But I mean, if you, if you watch other films, I mean, you, you have gentlemen prefer blondes, uh, the seven-year itch. I mean, this film, I mean, Niagara, I mean, there's just... I, I think she's great. I really do. I think she's phenomenal. I know that she caused a giant headache for Billy Wilder with how often she would flub her lines. But, I mean, Marilyn Monroe had a lot going on in her personal life. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, very, once again, I, I feel like all these great actresses in Hollywood during the studio years, they would they would they have such tragic backstories. But to see a performance like this... It's, I think it's great. I mean, it makes you kind of forget about all those tragic incidents that she had in her life, which is terrible because you don't want to forget about that. But the performance, I think, is great. The dialogue in this film, I thought was great. It's such a funny film, and you're just like, oh, it's okay. Each line of dialogue is just so perfectly crafted. And the performances, once again, given by uh, even Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon are phenomenal. It's just... I, I get why you could say it's a little long. I think some of the subplot with the mob, it 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 kind of drags down the film. part. Hmm? Yeah. The beginning of it before they turn it to a woman. That seems a little oh, long. No, no, say, no, no, no. I, I, I don't think that, that drags... Because you, you have to set the the time period for this film in the 1920s. So you, you needed to have it in the beginning. I think that when you're going back to it later in the film, that's where it drags it down. I don't think that needed to come back. I... I mean, it came back, so but I don't think it needed to. I, I was never like, oh, cool, they're going to catch up to them. I I never thought that was going to happen. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard for me to say that, though. I, I've I've seen this film countless number of times. And I, I really... If it's in the beginning, though, they have to like, bring it back. You can't just be like, oh, the mob lost track of them. I don't know. But, I mean, the, 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 the mob's based... I mean, this that mob, that particular group, is based in Chicago when they're in Florida. So I, I don't... I mean, I, I'm not a member of any mob or mafia or anything like that, so I don't know how well their connections are. But so you say. <laughs> so, I I mean, in, in like the 1920s, I mean, it's not like they could just pull up a phone and like their cell phone and be like, hey, have you seen these people? I mean, it's, it, it, I feel like it would be complicated, but to them it looks like it's nothing. 
Um, I mean, just from a story point of view, though, maybe not a realistic point of view, but if you're bringing up they're running for the mob, eventually the mob has to come back and you have to resolve that conflict. I guess, but I mean, the way that's resolved, it has nothing to do with those two main characters. It has nothing to do with Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis. They just happen to be there, so I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I don't know what you because those two characters aren't gonna like shoot them. They, that's not in their character to do that. They're gonna just run away at every moment, which I mean, I would do too. So I can't. Right. I, I'm not blaming them for not being more proactive, but it just seems weird that the the way that that conflict's resolved is by them just really being in the room. That's I mean, that's all. It was. It was a little. The ending was a little disappointing. That ending was. Yeah. I agree. But uh, I, mean, I find some of it funny. Um, the ending when the... Um, I lost track of which guy is which, but when he's talking to the uh, rich guy he's supposed to get married to. A he's like, but I, Yeah, I can never have children and things like that. I thought that was kind of funny, but I enjoyed that part. I yes. think maybe Marilyn Rowe's problem I had with her is maybe the character, maybe. Especially yeah. like the kissing kissing scene where he's like oh I never felt that and I don't know I felt like she wasn't, shouldn't be that dumb to keep falling for that I don't know see you know talking about? Yeah, you're talking about the, the, the scene which I love with um, the, the camera keeps like, wait, it keeps going um, back and forth between the Jack, the Jack Lemon and the uh, I don't have the actor's name but uh, the, the guy who he's doing the the, the, the the tango I don't know this is me being completely I was, it was too, I was rambling a bit. Um, too, I was talking about the ending at first, and then I switched to, because I was thinking about it while I was talking, I switched to when Marilyn Monroe and the other guy are on the yacht together for the first time. Yeah, no, 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 that's the scene that I'm talking about, because it, 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 it keeps switching between the two. It keeps switching between the dance, the, the, the dance yeah. that those two are having, and then uh, Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe. Uh, which which I thought was fine, I mean, because, I mean, Tony Curtis, he, he's, the whole thing is he's just... He wants to keep kissing her. I mean, who wouldn't want to keep kissing her Marilyn Monroe? It's Marilyn Monroe. I'm not saying that. It just seemed like she was coming off as kind of dumb. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean. Once again, I, I'm not saying that Marilyn Monroe was dumb. I'm not saying that at all. But that's the persona that most of her films had her being. Right. Uh, I think maybe that was the, one of my problems with it. Is maybe I just didn't like how dumb she was portrayed. I don't know. I just. Rugged in the wrong way, maybe. I just, I, I, I mean, it's it's like sixty years old at this point, so I guess it's not down surprising. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that Sugar is the most progressive character uh, ever because maybe she's not. And but I, I thought she was great. I mean, once again, it's Marilyn Monroe. She just has the screen presence. Her acting, I think, is phenomenal in the film. Uh, her singing is phenomenal. I mean, that's her actual singing. It's, she's not dubbed. I, 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 what was her last name in the movie? It was Sugar something? I forgot. For some reason, I think it's Sugar Cane, but I don't know if that's actually it. Right. That is it, yeah. And it just sounded like a bad James Bond uh, girl name. Bond girl name. That's fine. I mean, this was before James Bond, but yeah, I mean... I, I know, that's what, what it reminded me of. It sounded like, like Pussy Galore and those kind of bad names. Maybe it was just a thing from back in those times and I just don't didn't realize it or something. I, I just I, yeah. I, I, lo I love once again I love Some Like It Hot. I think it is I mean it's on the AFI list of uh, top 100 films. I think it deserves to be 
I think it's probably the, the best film that we've talked about in a long time on this show, so I like it hot. I, I, I do apologize that you don't see the, the brilliance of this film, Mike, and I... It's, I, it's I, not bad. It's, it's middle of the road. It's middle of the road. It's not bad. It's not, it's not I mean, middle of the road for like this is like saying Citizen Kane is just, eh, it's fine. I, mean, I haven't yeah. seen Citizen Kane, so maybe it is just fine. I don't oh, man, well, now, 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 once again, now, now I'm being challenged to find some more classic Hollywood films to watch because I, I, I love classic Hollywood. It's definitely like the era of film that I adore. I mean, it's, it's, it's what every film student learns when they're going to school is they watch films like Some Like It Hot, uh, Dr. Strangelove of, of every citizen, uh, every Orson Welles film. It's just things that you watch, and once again, I mentioned last week, this isn't my favorite Billy Wilder film. If The Apartment ever comes back to streaming, I'm definitely going to make time in the show to watch that. Uh, and Mike, you should definitely make time to watch The Apartment. That's another phenomenal film, but the fact that you... that Some Like It Hot is just the middle of the road. It's painful! <laughs> Like that's that, this is more painful than you being like yeah Hitch is a great film I'm like yeah okay finally whatever you like Hitch but the fact that you think Hitch that, was enjoyable it was it's not a great film it was really enjoyable it just wasn't it, okay well, then I let understand me ask you, why you don't like Hitch well let me ask you this way would would you, would you watch Hitch over some like it hot <laughs> um it'd be tough depends what mood I'm in they're both kind of romantic comedies though I guess they both are romantic comedies. I mean, I, I don't Movie know if I'd ever, I don't know if I'd ever put something like that as a romantic comedy. I mean, it's definitely a comedy, but it's more of like a screwball comedy than a romantic comedy. I mean, with the Marilyn Monroe and the I forgot his name again. I'm sorry. The, the Marilyn Monroe subplot with the, he's trying to date her is kind of romantic comedy. That's what I was thinking of at the time. I, I guess I just I never <laughs> I never bought the 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 like a romantic connection between those two. Um, I, I thought I, I, I've always read it and I still do read it as more of a lust connection than a actual, Hey, these two have a bond with each other versus, I mean, Will Smith, I think once again, I think Will Smith could have chemistry with a piece of cardboard and I believe that. So, I mean, that, that, that would be a downfall of this film, I guess. But once again, I, I'm giving this a see it. I, if you haven't seen Some Like It Hot, it's streaming on Amazon Prime. It's streaming on the Criterion channel. Definitely watch it. It is a phenomenal film. And Mike, just just hit me. What are you giving this film? I won't even joke around because I'm afraid of hurting you. But I'll just say rent it. Rent it's good. Okay. I, 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 I was going to tease you and say, like, skip it or let it burn. But I won't actually do that. It's, it's a rent it. It's definitely a rent it for me. Yeah, and I mean... How do you feel about other like classic Hollywood films? Do, do you do you like them, or do you just haven't seen enough of them? I haven't watched a lot of them, but I enjoy like can't think of any off the top of my head. But I've enjoyed like um like, like well, let's say Casablanca. Which that? one? Well, I was gonna say like Casablanca. Uh, like Casablanca. Something about the holidays. I can't remember right now. Holiday Inn. I mean, White Christmas. Yes, Holiday Inn, White Christmas. I enjoy those two as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're good. I mean, they're I like um, Sam Spade one, Maltese Falcon. I enjoyed that. Oh, Maltese Falcon's phenomenal. That's great. Yeah. So I mean, I like Humphrey Bogart in general. 
Yeah, I, I, could, I could tell with, uh, I mean, Malte, Maltese Falcon, Casablanca, uh, African Queen's really good. That, that's a great, like, romance film. Um, might have to revisit that film before The Jungle Cruise comes out, whenever that comes out next year now. Uh, yeah, make, make, make a good double feature. But, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Uh, let's just go over what we are going to review next week. Mike, you have to pick a streaming film from Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime. Which film have you picked for next week? I picked uh, The Evil Dead, the 1981 version. I think they remade it recent, relatively recently. So the, 1981, yep, The Evil Dead. Yep, they remade it in 2013. And where is your film streaming? Netflix. All right, so your film is streaming on Netflix. My film is also streaming on... on well, I said Netflix. No, my film is streaming on Hulu, uh, my film is 50-50, the, the film with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. Good, a good dramedy, if I remember correctly. It's, it's, I haven't seen it since uh, it came out in theaters, but uh, I'm enjoying, uh, I'm looking forward to going back to that film. So we have those two films next week. I think that's going to be it for next week's films, unless something surprises us with a release. Who knows? Pay attention to the Facebook page. Once again, I did, I did a terrible job of opening the show. Uh, we do have a, we have a Facebook page, Phenomenology Show. We have an Instagram, Phenomenology Show. Uh, we have a Twitter. That don't worry about that right now. Email hey, us because I, because I don't update it. Uh, and once again, no one's doing a phenomenal job over at the Instagram page, keeping conversation going there. And I I still don't get Instagram, so I I guess at this point I've just not even bothered to try and get it. I'll stick to understanding Facebook. And, yeah. Um, it's where we can go for all of our reviews. That's where our podcast is hosted. So we have all the reviews up there. And, yeah. I, I still can't get over the fact that you did not, like, love Some Like It Hot, Mike. I'm sorry. I'll do better in the future. Well, <laughs> So if you, if you guys out there watch Some Like It Hot, if you guys have seen the film and you want to tell us like your thoughts on the film, I would love to know what our listening audience feels of the film. Filmologyshow at gmail.com. You can it to us and tell us what you think of the film. Once again, I think that's going to do it. I don't have anything else. Mike, have you shot your bullet? Are you done? I'm done. Yes. You're done? All right, so that has been it for this week's episode of Phenology. We'll see you next week, and enjoy your weekend film. Bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy, the chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. In a world populated by trolls. Dun, dun, dun. I have no idea what trolls is even about. <laughs>